Christmas is much more than giving gifts. The December of 1935 revealed grand blessings from God that have been special in our extended family. David, what are the plans for the Christmas Eve service this year? Dad, I, I guess I'll be giving the devotion and Sharon Freeman will lead the music. Why are you asking? If you don't mind, there's something I'd like to do that would mean a lot to me. Can I have about 10 minutes of the service to share something important? With wonder in his mind about what his dad, Frank Benson, was up to, David gave the go-ahead and included Frank in the service. Over in Rockville, Iowa, in central Iowa, Clara and Harry were busy planning out the congregation's first Christmas Eve service. Harry told the church that this was Clara's and his gift to the church there. Clara would play the piano, and Harry would lead the music and give the devotion. Christmas Eve at the Cedar Grove Church of Christ began like normal services, but by the end of the evening, there would not be a dry adult eye in the crowded building. After David started the service, he explained how he enjoyed the annual Christmas Eve service. He explained that Oscar Jones had started the first service back in 1917, and he was in France for that Christmas and the next one, but had been here for every Christmas Eve since. Almost every year, there's something a little different. With that, David expressed, My dad, Frank, has asked to share something this year. With a nod, David welcomed his dad to the front. Walking to the front of the building and carrying a heavy bag in one hand and a Bible in the other, Frank had everyone's attention. He asked all the young folks to come to the front and sit down. Folks, this Christmas will be different for me. You see that lovely red-haired lady next to my son? This year, Anna took the time to teach me how to read and write. Holding his Bible up, Frank said, I want you all to know that I have read this book from cover to cover since last fall. I've started to read it over again. There's so much I never knew. Tonight, I want to read the account of our Lord's birth from the book of Luke. Other than Anna, no one in the church had heard Frank read before. To the amazement of every adult present, Frank read from Luke with great emotion and care. After finishing, he shared how the Lord's coming changed his life from a self-centered drunk to a follower of Christ. He explained how God's Word revealed changes he needed to make, and he was doing his best to make amends for a life of sin. When he finished, there was not a dry eye in the building. Who would have thought such a change could develop in Frank Benson, the community drunk? After finishing his thoughts, Frank looked at his sack and told the young people that with the recent hard times, it had been hard to give gifts. So he made some toys to give each child. Frank handed out wooden toys like yo-yos, tops, and said he had a ball bat for each family to pick up later. While he walked to the back, the congregation 
broke out in applause. Raising his hands to stop them, Frank said, Please, this is not for my glory. Everything that is good in my life is because of Jesus Christ. This is all to remember Him and appreciate what He still does for us. Give your applause to God. For the second time in the same service, there was not a dry eye in the house. David stepped up to the pulpit and said, I had a message prepared, but I think Dad said it far better than I can. So Sharon, let's conclude with Silent Night after we have the closing prayer led by Ralph Hunt. This was truly a Christmas to remember. That same evening in Rockview, Iowa, Harry and Clara had just concluded the Christmas Eve service and were finishing packing the car for the trip to Clara's old family home where David and Anna now lived. Clara had placed a feather bed in the back seat for the children to sleep in and be quite toasty, along with little Skippy Dog. When they got on the road, they had a few minutes to visit before President Roosevelt gave his annual reading of Charles Dickens' Christmas story on the radio. Honey, that was a wonderful Christmas Eve service. I've always enjoyed those special services ever since the first one I attended that my papa organized. Sweetheart, the church in Rockview has never had a Christmas Eve service before. They sure came out in full force to attend it. You know, with that big pile of blankets on top of the luggage in the back seat, Mary, Oscar, and Skippy Dog have a warm, cozy nest to sleep in now. I think all three of them are asleep under the covers. We'll be able to visit tonight while we drive to David and Anna's. It sure is a beautiful, clear night tonight. The kind of night a guy likes to be driving with his special girl sitting beside him. Sitting closer to Harry, Clara said, Honey, I have really enjoyed this new ministry. We've seen so many new people. Clara and Harry spoke about the service and the gifts that they had brought along for the children the next morning. Speaking of Christmas gifts, we forgot to look at the gift the church gave us tonight. We got so busy getting on the road, we didn't look at the envelope. Clara, you're right. I just thanked them and put the envelope in my pocket. Would you get the flashlight and see what is in the envelope? Opening the envelope, there was a letter and a check from the church leaders. Clara read the note that said, Christmas Eve, 1935. Dear Harry, Clara, Mary, and Oscar, we are so thrilled to have you folks serve our Lord with us. You've been a great contribution, not only to the congregation, but to our community. We hear very good reports from outside of the church concerning the good things you folks are doing. We are so glad that you started the Christmas Eve service. We want to give you something for Christmas to use as you desire. Please accept the enclosed check as a token of our love and appreciation. Merry Christmas. The Board of the Rockview Christian Church. Harry, the check is made out for $35. Clara, that's a whole week's paycheck. These folks seem to have some money to share if they want to. What a blessing.
Merry Christmas, Mrs. McIntosh, Harry said to Clara as they drove into the old farmyard. It was just midnight and the beginning of Christmas Day. Harry, you know how long it's been since I've been at the home place for Christmas? It was a Christmas before Papa and Mama died. Thank you for bringing me home for this special time. Seeing the car lights in the yard, David and Anna got up to welcome the travelers. David helped carry a sleeping Oscar while Anna reached for little Mary. Skippy Dog made a fast line to the house since his feet were cold on the snow. Getting into the house, the children were put in bed and the adults visited for a few minutes before getting some rest themselves. In a few hours, the sun was coming up when people started to stir in the Benson farm home. Christmas morning was special, but no packages would be opened until the farm chores had been finished and the breakfast dishes washed and put away. With the extra help, the animal chores were completed sooner than usual. David, it's been several months since I've milked a cow. I hate to say it, but I kind of miss it. Harry, any time you miss milking time, just come back and help, David replied. David, it got really cold last night after we got here. The thermometer read 10 below zero this morning. Do you see that little black kitten over there in the hay waiting for its milk? I don't see a mother cat around for it. In this weather, it's not going to last long. What do you say I catch it and bring it to the house for you, little Mary? With unusual emotion, David finally said, That's a nice idea, Harry, but it will warm up in a few days, and cats belong outside. Harry sensed there was more to David's comment than he was sharing, but he didn't press the matter. In time, maybe David would further explain why he didn't want a cat in the house. Going to the house, the men found breakfast was ready, and the children were anxious with excitement. After a big meal and dishes done, the family gathered in the big living room near the Christmas tree that had packages underneath it. Slowly, each member of the family was given their gifts. The smallest children seemed to enjoy this the most. There were new toys and dolls to play with. After handing out the gifts to the rest of the family, David mentioned to his son Oscar that there was one more package that didn't get put under the tree. Would he go to David and Anna's bedroom to bring it out? With wonder in his eye, Oscar left the room to bring the remaining gift. David and Anna shared curious glances when their son brought a long box into the living room. David said, Son, I believe if you look close, that box has your name on it. Why don't you sit down and open it up? Sitting down on the floor, the teenage boy opened a box to find a new semi-automatic 22 rifle. Wow! Thanks, Dad and Mom! I've wanted a better rifle than what I've been shooting. I never dreamed that I would get one as a gift. Anna spoke first. Oscar, your dad and I have been talking about this for months. We sure hope that you enjoy that rifle for a long lifetime. Oscar said, Is that why you said we would be going hunting this morning when Uncle Walter and Aunt Julianne arrive? 
We knew you'd want to shoot this new gun, so yes, son, we planned that while the women in the house get the Christmas dinner ready. Walter and Julianne should get here in about an hour, so let's play with the younger children and clean up the wrapping paper. We want to save that paper so we can use it again next Christmas. That's a good idea, David. So, are your parents coming over for dinner today? Dad and Mom are planning to come. Dad said to tell Harry that he was sorry, but there would be no homemade ice cream this time, since it's winter time. We must be in for a major blizzard without Frank wanting to make homemade ice cream. But we can get by this one time, I guess, Harry moaned. After cleaning up the wrapping paper and playing with the small children and the new toys, the women started to gather in the kitchen while the men and older boys started to put on heavy coats and get ready for the big hunt. Before leaving the house, Walter and Julianne drove in with their family. Seeing the guns coming out of the house, Walter said, I haven't seen so many guns since the Great War. Let me get ours out of the car. But first, Julianne has some food for me to carry in. Leo and David and I will be with you guys shortly.